Hello, hello, and welcome to The Art of Being You with me, Rachel Wortman. You guys, this podcast is all about learning to be who God created you to be, embracing that person, and ultimately living your best life with Jesus. We've got a lot of great content today, so let's get to it in The Art of Being You. Welcome to the podcast today, guys. I just want to say thank you so much for taking some time to listen. And I know your time is valuable and it means a lot that you would spend it with me. Um, You know, when I started this podcast a little over a year ago, I guess, uh, I really wanted to create a space where we could dive in and look at the process of becoming yourself. And you would think that we all become ourselves instantaneously. But what I found in my life, my own personal life and my ministry is that becoming yourself is a really, really hard thing. And case in point, 2021 has now made it so hard to be yourself because I think a lot of Christians are struggling with how to be themselves when the narrative of the world is trying to tell you that fundamentally you're wrong, even because you're a Christian, even because you believe the Bible is God's word, even because you are trying to hold to biblical standards. Most Christians that I know are trying to hold to biblical standards without hate in their heart. But people who aren't in the kingdom can't perceive what's happening in the kingdom. And so we find ourselves in this interesting moment where the hardest thing to do is be yourself. The hardest thing to be is who you are, and it should not be that way. I'm not going on a tirade over political opinions or anything like that, but I I say that because I recognize that if you haven't already arrived at the place where you feel empowered to be who you are, then the journey of getting there right now is incredibly daunting. But I'm here to tell you it is 100% worth it. Here's the truth you probably don't want to hear. Some people are not going to like you. You can be your best self. You can be the prettiest, the skinniest, the funniest, the smartest, the most fashionable, the most unique, the quirkiest, whatever the thing is that you want to be. You can be the best chef, the best homemaker, the best power boss babe, the best whatever, and there will still be people who don't like you. We all need to make peace with that. That's having people not like you. That's not a big deal. What is a big deal is not liking yourself, is not being at peace with who you are. Look, you are entitled to have an opinion about yourself. You are entitled to have a sense of humor. You do not have to justify to anybody why you think certain things are funny. You are entitled to have a fashion sense that makes sense to you. It may not make sense to anyone else, but if it makes sense to you and it's clothing, right? I'm not talking about necessarily becoming a nudist, but if it's clothing, then you're entitled to that fashion sense. You are endowed by God with the ability to think and change your mind. You are gifted by the Lord to be inquisitive about this life. And anybody that tells you otherwise is lying. And... I think in 2021, we have to get really honest about being ourselves authentically and being willing to be that person, even if it rubs someone else the wrong way. Recently, I've had some trolls on my Facebook. Uh, It's been a fun experience. I haven't had a lot of trolls who have like cussed at me. I mean, I did have someone 
say some very vulgar things to me over Facebook Messenger one time um, that were very mean. But in general, I don't really have a lot of trolls. But I'm in this place where I'm realizing that the more authentic you are in 2021, the more trolls you're going to have. That is just a part of culture. So what do we do? Do we just suppress ourselves? No. We learn to navigate how to live without the approval of other people. Listen, you are designed by God to live for no man's approval, but God's alone. You are designed by God to live from his approval, not from your pastor's approval, not from really anybody. When you're in a covenant relationship with someone like a spouse, now their approval does kind of matter, right? That you can't, you're going to have a lot of disunity at some level. So that's not really what I'm talking about. But by and large, how you interact with the world It's okay to be yourself and to love who you are and also embrace the fact that not everybody cares for your opinions or how you feel. How we do that, how we navigate this and how we do that with love is going to be the definitive thing that moves Christianity forward in 2021. It it just is. Like we're not going to be able to continue the Christian narrative through shaming other people. Um, We're not going to be able to continue sharing the gospel and advancing the kingdom through making other people feel bad because they have a different perspective than us. How is it that Jesus Christ, the living God, can disperse himself among different people, can choose to house himself in different ethnicities, different genders, different um, viewpoints, different political affiliations, and still be able to unify his own body to himself, but we can't. We have to learn something about honor and unity in this day and age. We're not living for anyone's opinion. How do you be you in 2021? How do you be yourself? I've had a lot of private conversations recently, just even with the political climate and the capital riots and all that kind of stuff. And and, and listening to people who feel so very strongly about what they feel passionate about and are either surprised that I agree with them or surprised that I disagree with them. <laughs> and I'm over here going, I've always had these opinions you've never asked, right? Very little about my opinion has changed in the last five years. Um, but people haven't really taken the time to ask. And when they do take the time to ask, it can be a jarring feeling to think, oh, this is someone who I thought was a safe place to me, but all of a sudden they're They're exposing that we disagree on a lot of levels. And in those moments, we have this choice to make. Do we vilify that person so that we can feel better about our own opinion? What would that look like? Well, that would be saying, well, they're just an idiot. Well, well, they don't know what they're talking about. Well, it's because they don't know. Well, I I have had this experience and they haven't. So, well, I was there. Well, I have friends who were there, right? When we begin to vilify someone for having a different opinion, then we're kind of out of bounds on one side. And then we fly to the other side and, and begin to, to self-criticize and, and maybe over-inflate our own uh, analysis of our own opinion and go, well, you know, maybe I'm wrong because someone else thinks differently. That's also too far. And so somewhere in the middle is where we embrace who we are. That's what we perfect the art of being you is finding that middle ground where you can hear someone out without instantaneously being swayed to put them down or put yourself down but to hold in the middle and take time to think critically about it. So um, I love the conversations about racism that have been happening in the last few years. It's meant a lot to me that that's becoming a normal thing to be talked about. Uh, It's something I've been talking about privately with people that I've had sort of moments where I've sensed maybe they were racist or were 
uh, biased might be a better way to say it. And I've had conversations privately with friends of mine like that, but I love that it's becoming more mainstream. But as it becomes more mainstream, I'm realizing that I don't always share the same opinions as people around me. So in that moment, what I've learned to do is separate my reaction from the information that's being told to me. Now, if I'm tired, if I've had a bad day, you know, I might not be the best at that, but that's my goal to be able to listen to someone and not have my own opinion shaken to its core and allow their perspective to do its work. What is the work that someone else's perspective does? Well, it, it helps us to look at ourselves and go, where do I agree? Where do I not agree? Why do I not agree? And what can I do about that, right? Is this something that we can just sort of say, hey, look, we have two different points, but I think at the heart we're saying the same thing. Or is there something that, that we go even farther and say, look, this is such a difference of opinion. I just think we may just need to choose to honor and, and, and love and maybe never talk about this again kind of deal. I mean, that would be an extreme situation, but we've got to find a way through, right? We've got to find a way through. How do you be you in 2021? How do you be you when I know you have an opinion about COVID? I mean, you cannot have lived through the last almost year that we've been dealing with this and not have an opinion. I, I assume most of us have done at least a moderate level of research about COVID, but once you've done the research, you begin to discover there's a lot of viewpoints about there, about that. So how do you be yourself and make decisions for you and your family all the while not feeling like you have to vilify someone else and not putting yourself down. What does that look like for you? The art of becoming yourself, the process of embracing who you are is to live at peace with who you are. And if there's something about you that you don't like, that you decide whether it's worth doing anything about. If there's something about you that you don't like, then you recognize when you are yourself that you have the power to change that. That's an uncomfortable thought a lot of the times, right? Sometimes we want to go into like victim mentality where we begin to say, I'm just a hopeless victim to this life. Well, you can't be yourself and be a victim. Now, that's not to say that there's not difficult things you've been through that have residual effects on your life, right? But at some point we have to decide, how am I going to make peace with who I am, with the things that I've been through, with the challenges that I've come up against? Do I want to continue to live in this way or not? And if you don't, then the next question is, what are you going to do about it? See, we can't sit back and, and expect other people to fix our problems. We can't sit back and, and blame everybody else for why we have problems. And in the same way, we should not be getting hard on ourselves about that. We should not be putting ourselves down. We just have to be critical thinkers. How do you be you in 2021? Coming off of this last year, I think we're all just exhausted, right? And what we're craving is this illusion of peace where we just have, you know, give me three months of, of normalcy. But the thing is that normalcy doesn't exist anymore. I mean, the normalcy we had in 2019, that's gone. And it's going to be gone for a while. So do we live in this stunted place where we never gain ground and we don't work towards our goals and we don't figure out a way to navigate how to be ourselves and who our close friends are and what types of things we can and can't talk about. And if this is causing you anxiety, then this podcast is absolutely for you. So what do you do? Well, 
I want to encourage you to get some mentors in your life. So how do you find a mentor? What do you look for? Well, look, I'm a firm believer in the idea of having multiple mentors, not having just one person who's supposed to like be in charge of your spiritual formation, but having multiple people that you look to that you get guidance from. I've got, I don't know, four or five different people in my life that are much older than me. Some that are just a little bit older than me that I reach out to on a regular basis. Regular basis. What does that mean? Well, for one of them, it's about every six weeks. Um, And that one is more of like a a regular mentor in my life. I give her permission to, she knows pretty much everything about me, all of my worst thoughts even. (laughs) And so I give her a lot of permission to speak into my life. I have other mentors, men and women who are um, like fathers and mothers to me. And I reach out to them maybe two, three times a year. If I've got big questions about theological things, I'll reach out to them. And then I've got people who are peers that are a little bit farther along in the journey in some ways than others in, to me. And um, I'll reach out to them and get their input on different things. And when we have a mentor in our life, we can begin to ask these kinds of questions. We can begin to sort through what is it about this current climate of the world that makes it so hard for me to feel at peace with who I am? What type of validation am I trying to find from people on Facebook? What type of of props am I trying to get from people because I said a certain thing? Who am I trying to please because I'm not saying a certain thing? And when we take a fine tooth comb through those processes, those questions, then we begin to see what's the theme and what is God wanting to do in our heart. And as we begin to sense what God is wanting to do and we give ourselves over to that process, we become more like who we are and the pressure to perform, the pressure to get approval, the pressure to be liked, the pressure to be noticed, the pressure to be in line with the cultural narrative, all of that begins to dissipate because we in our heart are having our needs filled by God by participating with his process instead of trying to get validation from other people. This year, I think, is going to be one of those years that really is a sifting year. I think it's going to expose our alignments. And I think that's okay. I think it's okay to come to the point where you're like, you know what? This is who I am. And if other people don't like that, that's okay. That's not a bad thing. I cannot force you to be my friend. I can't force you to stay in my life. I can't force you to think I'm great. I can't force you to to think I'm funny. I can't force you to think I'm intellectual. I can't, right? We get to this point where we just have to, we just have to let it go. We just have to release that frustration and find a way forward making peace with who we are. Listen, I want to say to you, it is okay for you to have an opinion. And it's absolutely okay for your opinion to have changed over the last few years or even few months. It is okay for you to let go of some longstanding relationships that are just causing so much friction. Doesn't mean that you can't circle back to them in several months or a year and, and, you know, and just adapt that relationship to more of a casual, shallow type thing. Or maybe you move to being mere Facebook friends as opposed to people who go get lunch together. Fundamentally, you can be who you are. It is okay for you to be who you are. I don't know about you, but even saying that out loud, I'm realizing I need to hear that in new ways. That it's okay to pursue the things that I'm passionate about. That it's okay to not pursue things that I'm not passionate about that those around me might be. It's okay to have the opinions that you have. Pursue love, pursue grace, let Jesus make you more into him. 
right? Into more of his likeness through the challenges that you're facing and get a mentor, get somebody in your life that you can reach out to and and get some perspective when you're feeling crushed. And when you're feeling like the crucible of, of the emotions are beginning to overtake you because you're not getting the validation that you want or the validation you thought you were going to get has turned into trolls or, you know, something terrible. Get somebody to speak some wisdom into your life. Be proactive about that because you becoming you is your job. You becoming yourself, you're the only person who can make that happen, but it's absolutely worth making happen. So that's all I've got for you today. I I just want you to know you are not alone. If you're feeling that tension, everybody is, don't stress. They might be feeling it over different topics that you are. Um, But everybody is feeling that it's the nature of the year that we're in. And I promise you, as you become yourself, that process, that pressure will dissipate and it will get easier. Not always enjoyable, but it will get easier to navigate. Uh, If you're looking for a resource about this, one book I really enjoyed, Relational Intelligence, is a great book to help you sift through the the changes and relationships that we go through. Uh, It's by Darius Daniels, such an amazing author. And... um, Yeah, I think that would be a good one to look into if this is interesting for you. That's all I've got for you guys. Until next time, be blessed. So you've just listened to The Art of Being You with Rachel Wortman. I hope you enjoyed this episode of my podcast. And listen, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and rate or review this podcast on wherever you're listening from. Also, share it with a friend. Help me get the word out. Until next time, be blessed.